Hello, hello. My name is Jessie Alba. I'm a wife. I'm a mom of two amazing boys. I work full time and I'm also in the network space. I'm an entrepreneur in the health and wellness arena and I'm building my legacy, my empire. My goal here is to share tips, stories, and ways on how to rise up after a traumatic childhood, overcome fears, anxieties, identity issues, and so many other things that hinder us from really growing and stepping into our life. I offer hope by sharing my own experiences, and I really do hope that you get something out of this. Please share and with your friends and family, subscribe, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, this is Jesse Alba. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to Rise Up. This is my first episode and I'm super excited to be on here. I really hope that with through, through all the talks and tips and things that I do here, I really hope that this really helps you and resonates with you. So I'm a mommy, I'm a wife, and I do work full time right now, but I'm also building my empire. And on today's episode, I actually wanted to share my story so y'all can see and know a little bit more about me. I am 37 years old, and I grew up poor, like many other people have. Um, I grew up with immigrant uh, parents from Mexico, and uh, we are first generation here in the United States. I was born here in California. That is where I am currently living at. I have actually lived in many different parts. I've lived in Georgia. I've lived in Florida. I lived in Kuwait. I've driven across the country probably twice or three times. I don't even know. I can't count. (laughs) Um, But yes, so my parents um, worked in the fields. I did too when I was a child. I have three siblings, one older, two younger. I am the only girl in the family. And growing up, um, I had a stepfather. I never knew my father. Uh, My father actually left us when I probably wasn't even, actually, I wasn't even born from what I remember, uh, from what I've been told. um, He left. And so at that time, I believe I was about five years old when my mother Um, or four or five when my mother um, was pregnant with her third child, which ended up being, like I said, my half-brother. And she got together with this man um, who became my stepfather. And as a little girl, of course, since I didn't have that father figure, I always wanted to have that approval, that princess feel, the daddy's girl, and all of that. And I felt that I had that for a while. Um, Right around, I believe, kindergarten, I think, give or take, is from what I remember. That's when it started. And I looked up to my stepfather. He was my father. And that's what I called him. But things started happening, and he started to sexually abuse me. 
My mom didn't know about this. It was done in secret. And I was told not to say anything to keep, you know, to keep quiet about our little secret is what we would, he would call it. And he did this for quite some time. Um, up until I was 12 years old, give or take. So he would come into my room and do his thing. And throughout all these years, I remember, you know, holding on to the secret. But at the same time, it was like at night, it was, you know, scary. And I would disassociate during these times. But then during the day, it was as if nothing happened because we would do things as a family. We would go to the park or sometimes we would, you know, after church or something, we would go to the mall um, or we would go, you know, just to watch a soccer game. We would do regular things um, and it was as if nothing happened. So, of course, it was a confusing time. And, but I felt that that was normal, that that was the normal, uh, way of doing things, which unfortunately, of course, as I grew up, that was completely wrong. During my teenage years, I rebelled. And during this time is when, um, I, it's like as if a switch just turned, um, there was this part of me that hated him so much because he started to attack me in verbal ways. So he started to say that I was um, into drugs, that I was, you know, a gangst, like in gangs and things and all these different things that were not true. It's, it's as if he was trying to turn my mother against me. So, of course, I was hurt and I was confused and I became suicidal. I had two or three different attempts, one almost with pills at one point, another with the knives with cuts. Um, It was just during a time where I was going through so much, um, didn't know who I was. And I was the type of person that would go to school and have a huge smile on her face or I would joke about things and laugh but inside I was dying I felt lost and I just didn't belong but nobody knew that only me so I grew up this way during my teens and when I had my first boyfriend um, in high school that's when things started even turning to worse, where my stepfather seemed to be, you know, telling me even more, more abusive verbal things that I'd, I'd be pregnant by the time before I was 18, that I'd have like two or three kids, that I'm a low life, that I wouldn't amount to anything um, besides just throwing my life away. I was a good student. I am. I was a good student during elementary, during high school. I always wanted the approval of, of him and my mom. And, and I would get straight A's. I would, I would get mad when I would get a B. That was the type of kid I was. I would do everything in my power to get good grades. And I was a good student. I was. I never did any. I never flunked. I did in high school, though, my math. (laughs) That was, I think, one of my worst subjects, and I had to take it twice, but that was no fault of my own. I just really sucked at it. 
so besides that I mean it was it was something that for me growing up I wasn't a bad kid but yes there was times I would rebel and I would talk back and to me that's what rebellious means I you know you know you're talking back it's probably not much because I would get in trouble you know the whole you can't go and be with your friends that was kind of you know as far as it would go but as far as the suicidal thing those were things that were done you know during quiet times or during times where I was by myself or you know it was at night um there was there was this time where I pretty much every single night I would cry myself to sleep I would turn on my radio I loved music music was just a way for me to get lost and just you know get away I had a little boom box like a radio and that's what I would play at night all night and I would just cry that's how I would fall asleep I did that for so long I don't even remember for how long so as I moved out of my house as I got older there was um, a time where when I graduated I wanted to leave I did work for a little while for about a year or two and I was in a place where I just wanted to leave but before that happened it was I believe my senior year or right before my senior year is when I remember where I just, I was going to the movies with my brother and his girlfriend and uh, my older brother. And um, I was in the backseat and I just, I had a fight with my boyfriend at the time and I had broke up with him. I broke up with him so many different times. It was just on and off. It was just childish. <laughs> but um, I started to cry. And I told him, I told him what had happened to me as a little girl. I told him what my stepfather was doing to me. And I didn't know what to expect from that. But I remember that next day coming home from school. I was walking and all I remember seeing is my mother running outside after him, after my stepfather and yelling and saying, you know, all this in Spanish, talking about, you know, he's going to, she's going to call the cops. And, you know, she was just basically telling him every bad word that I've never heard her say before. He ran. And at the time, I believe he got into his vehicle or I believe it was his friend's vehicle. Couldn't remember that part. And he took off and I'd never seen him again. We never seen him again. The cops came that day. And I sat there in my living room in the living room with, and then there's a kitchen right next to it. I was sitting at the table. That's where I was. And I had to sit there and give this police officer details of what this man had done to me. Where, when, how, all these things that I could remember. I had to sit there while my brother was hearing all this. My mother couldn't understand. She only spoke Spanish. But I felt disgusted. I felt ashamed. I felt alone. I felt so many different emotions during that time because I didn't want anybody to know exactly what he did. But I had to. And I remember he gave me a business card and he said, you know, if you need help, if you need anything, you know, you can give this, you know, give this uh, counselor. It was a counselor uh, information, a call. I never did. I never did. 
once my stepfather left, that's when, you know, I felt some freedom for a while. But of course, then my mother, you know, she would get me in trouble because I would be out late. (laughs) But during that time, that's when I wanted to leave. So yes, I wanted to leave. I wanted to get away and escape and find myself again. And this is when I actually joined the military. So I joined the military and when it came down to uh, the wire and it was time to go, I actually backed out. I got scared. I was afraid to leave my family. Um, So I didn't go. Um, It probably was about a year later, almost a year later, when I decided to go again. And this time nobody believed me. Everybody thought that I was lying and that I wasn't going to go through with it this time because I bailed out the first time. And I did. I actually um, went to the military. And that is where, um, you know, I felt my freedom for the first time. And I felt that I was okay for pretty much a long time um after that I was already I actually turned 21 um and about a couple days later is when I left uh to the military that's when I was getting stationed to go I went across the country at the time and that's where I was stationed in um and uh did boot camp in South Carolina Fort Jackson um and then I did my AIT in Fort Lee Virginia And then I was stationed permanently in Georgia, Fort Stewart, Georgia. And that is where my next story continues because that's where I met my now current husband. We've been together for um, over 15 years. Um, It'll be, oh gosh, actually for 16, we've been together for 16. We'll be married for almost 16 years because we got married about five months after we met. Um, and then he had to go overseas. That's when the whole um, war, Iraq, you know, all of that happened in in uh, that in that time frame. So, um, so that year became my, I guess, first year of marriage without my husband being home. Uh, so that was that was a scary part as well because I, of course, ended up pregnant. Um, and uh, that was in the year 2004. And uh, I was, you know, um, I was young. And uh, here I am married and about to have a child as well. So all of this has been happening. And that's when, um, I believe the year after he came back, that's when a lot of the issues started to come out. A lot of my issues that I didn't fix when I was younger, all the issues that I had holding on to um, with the whole sexual abuse that I dealt with. And that became such a hindrance, not just in my life, but my husband's life and, and our life together. And so much came out of all of that. Um, there was just so much pain and and healing that I didn't realize I had to do. And I was in denial. I honestly was in denial during that time. And it really broke me. It really broke a lot in our relationship over the course of the years. Um, it's been, oh gosh, it's it's been so many years now. And here I am, 37 years old. And it took forever to even look at, you know, or admit that I was not okay. 
So that's when my healing began. It didn't begin until late in my pretty much late, actually early 30s, excuse me. My early 30s is when, um, late 20s, maybe early 30s um, is when I finally started to find my healing. But it took so much out of me. And so now, um, you know, I've been working full time as a controller and I... Uh, we've managed to move around in different places, different um, times in our lives. We've, you know, owned a house, maybe three houses over the course of our lifetime. Sold, sold houses as well too. Um, every time we would move, um, and now we're back here in California. And um, during that time, um, of course, after moving so much, we've also managed to have another child as well. We did live in Kuwait, like I mentioned earlier, uh, for a period of time uh, doing contracting through the military. So we've done a lot of things, and um, but it did open up my eyes to so much. There were so many dreams I wanted and I didn't do because I was afraid. So um, the healing finally started happening because I allowed it. Um, I found God um, in all the midst of all of this, and I found myself again. And that is something that is pure, and I want to be able to share that with you in hopes to offer you that hope that there is a way out there is a way to overcome you know not just the abuse but the mental anguish that comes along with it the identity issues the fear the failures the um, anxiety the depression the um you name it the sadness the the thoughts the bad thoughts you know the not worthy enough and not not good enough all these things that takes so much out of a person and it took me years to figure out where to even start and that is what I'm going to share here. I am an entrepreneur as well in the making and and I believe not not that I believe but I know that all of this started opening up when um, personal development became priority. Um, The minute I became an entrepreneur, the minute I allowed network marketing or in that space, that's when Person, the personal development, that's when everything started to pour out. And it's been years. And so it's been years in the making, but it really challenged me to grow up, to level up, and to rise up above all these things. And that is my story there. There's so much more that I want to, um, that I'm going to share here in this podcast. And I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of my background. And I really do hope that um, I do touch, you know, um, somebody's hearts and, and minds as well too through all of this journey because it is possible it is possible to heal it is possible to overcome to level up and grow and be a better version of yourself and that is what I'm here to do and share so looking forward to um, sharing more and I will catch you guys on my next episode thank you so much for watching if this resonated with you please uh, subscribe like share um, and I will catch you later thank you bye Bye.